0: Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Haliblab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Halifax, welcome back to the very last episode, my season finale of The Haliblab Show. Thanks for joining me today, and thank you to my good friend and my special guest today, Michelle McCann, from mm-hmm. going a little bit outside of Halifax today to bring her in. We're going Halifax to... Halifax Northeast. Halifax Northeast, the little T dot.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly.
0: We're going to uh, recap social media marketing world for you a bit today and talk about where we see social media going and what we're doing and... Uh, who we work with a little bit maybe, and all kinds of fun stuff. So if you're here watching live, please drop us a question, anything you wanna know about social media marketing world or just your questions about social media in general, maybe not a how to question, we're not gonna go how to do something today, but if you wanna know something in general about where things are going, drop us a question and we'll be happy to discuss that for you. And uh, let's get going, let me introduce Michelle those who are not as familiar with her as me. (laughs) (laughs) Bold and italic italic social communications in Truro, Michelle McCann has spent the last six years helping her clients navigate their way through the ever-changing maze of social media and online marketing. From local retail to regional events, Michelle is a hands-on content creator and community manager who uses social media to promote businesses, build relationships, and ultimately, grow awareness and sales for her clients. That's me. Yes. I'm <laughs> so excited to have Michelle. Michelle uh, started her business, well, six years, it said. So that's about two yep. years after me and yep. we we're together a little bit in the beginning. And Anita was like, you were my second client. Second client. Yeah. Wow. We have, we have grown and changed so much Yes. in, in those, uh, six years. Wow. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. And social media has changed. What do you think the biggest change is in six years since you started?
1: I think I was thinking about that because I think back to my first, I'm now in the the last month of promotion for the comedy festival, Halifax Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. They were my first client. So when I think back to six years ago right now, what I was doing for them in terms of, um, Posting once a week was great. Yeah, (laughs) And spending $25 on every, like, that was when um, promoted posts were brand new. Mm -hmm. It was like, God, I can do this and do that. And, you know, you'd get not a thousand percent reach, but you'd get a lot of reach. You know, you'd spend $25 and the whole province would see your ad. So I think the, I hate to say the crowdedness of Mm -hmm. social media, but it's definitely... You know the people who were doing things six years ago it's it's the norm now that people promote and they they understand the power of social advertising mm-hmm. oh so, yeah i was i was thinking about that because i i tend to go back and look kind of at my posts from past years i always say facebook is my memory and mm-hmm. i look i'm like oh my god like good god look how much reach that got and
0: i <laughs> yeah yeah remember organic reach it was good times Organic reach, (laughs) yeah. What do we? What do we have to do to get organic reach these days? Sell our souls. Sorry, I have really good luck with clients when I do a contest that we get organic reach with a contest. Yeah. Um.
1: But is it the like? I always wonder too because I have great reach with contests. mm -hmm. Then are they customers?
0: You know? Oh yeah.
1: I only have the reach because I'm giving you something. Um yeah it's just i mean i haven't hit that i remember i remember my first social media marketing world going to a session by marie and her you know preaching about facebook zero and zero organic reach and i haven't hit that which sometimes it's low you know five percent but with my larger clients it's you know 10 to 20 which Mm -hmm. is decent now um but then i wonder if it's that because those clients i spend money on Right? So is Facebook rewarding me for spending money where the ones I don't spend money on don't get the reward? I don't know. I don't know. how that
0: works. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, although I know like, I did read or listen to something this week about Google and SEO. And they're still recommending that if you're trying to improve your search engine rankings with Google, that you put just even just a small budget into an ad because then Google yeah. gets more attention to you. So it kind of makes sense that Facebook would be the same.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so.
0: I thought it was interesting, though, this year in Mari Smith's uh, keynote, she said she doesn't like the term pay to play. Pay to play is something I've said many times in the last few years that we're at the point where you have to pay to play. Mm -hmm. I, I agreed with her and I liked the term she used, uh, in, invest for success. You have to yes. invest for success.
1: Yeah, her no keynote was bad. fantastic. Like, I, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm glad I got up for her keynote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made that morning keynote. I was a little yeah. late for the second keynote or, or the first morning first keynote. keynote. I late. Yes. Yeah, I missed that yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was good because she talked about um, the big privacy manifesto that Mark put out. Mm-hmm the jerry Maguire moment
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i picture him um, sitting in the dark like typing away this is what i want facebook to be
0: yeah well i mean and it'll be a huge change if it comes to fruition i mean well mm-hmm. nobody can predict how that's going to happen right now but um yeah. <laughs> sorry we're uh, i'm not sure what that's about we're not selling a couch yeah. um, i don't know anyway um we do. Have, yeah, it's the, the whole privacy thing. I'm
1: glad because we had had that conversation kind of worried that all the things that were happening with Facebook, because a week before was when the outage happened, you know, the great Facebook apocalypse, um, would Mari address it? And thank God she did. you know, she didn't, she didn't wax over the changes that were happening and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she was very honest about it and, you know, it is what it is. We're going to see changes in Facebook this yeah. time next year. It's not going to be the same platform. I don't
0: think then again, no. exactly the same. So. So what was your favorite session? Oh, look, there is one on. Oh,
1: did do? It was the one for Instagram on endless how to get your customers to create endless amounts of content for your business, which sounds really uh. Tyler Anderson from Casual Fridays in San Diego was the presenter. And it was a lot of really kind of common sense stuff, but it made a lot of sense because especially I work with retail customers and and that sort of thing. So creating Instagramable moments. So not expecting people to use a hashtag, not expecting people to want to pose with some sort of Instagram thing. Guys, we're not selling a couch. I don't know what this is.
0: I don't know. Um, This is weird. Our business is not couch auctions. <laughs> I'm, I don't know what's going on. Why? They, well, I don't know why you guys think we're selling a couch. We're here to talk about social media marketing world. There are no couches. So if you're here to buy a couch, you are in the wrong we place. We do coach, but we don't couch. So
1: <laughs> anyway, but his session was really great because Instagram is growing and I have clients that have very visual products and that one engaged engage with their community so I found that one was really interesting and I think he was the one who had the donuts so our our friend Alicia was there was not at that session but ended up with one of the donuts from that session that was basically the size of my head so mm.
0: it <laughs> huge it was huge that that donut was big enough for three people
1: <laughs> oh easily we called it an American Timbit so it was like
0: yeah
1: yeah it was huge but She said it was good.
0: I don't know if I can even pick a favorite session. Um, Weird. Uh, Like I I attended, I attended as many sessions as you did. I think my favorite might have been, um, I attended two sessions on Pinterest. So those were the most useful to me, the sessions about how Pinterest advertising works and, and just how Pinterest is a very different platform than any of the other social networks. Yeah. This is a place you go to research how to do things, kind of like YouTube is a search engine. Pinterest yeah. Is more of a search engine, whereas Facebook in, and Twitter are a sharing option. Yes. Yeah.
1: So that was really Pinterest interesting. Pinterest is like, is like a lookbook, you know? It's do people do people engage on Pinterest still? Like uh, Not really. It hasn't been on it forever.
0: Yeah, there is no couch auction here. No couch Somebody auction. Has given the wrong, wrong link link. The couch auction. People on the podcast who are listening to this are going to think we're nuts, but there's a whole bunch yeah. of people here commenting to try and buy some kind of couch. They've been given the wrong link. There's no couch auction. So no couch. anyway, that's, that's hilarious. Somebody's given you guys the wrong link.
1: If I were to auction my couch, I'd have a very unhappy chihuahua because that's well, the
0: best place in the world. I mean, if these people bidding on the couch just actually looked at what we're doing and listened to what we're saying, they would know we're not auctioning a couch, right? So, you know, anyway. Uh, so my my favorite sessions at social media marketing world were the Pinterest sessions. Um, I did enjoy, of course, Mark Schaefer's keynote, his closing keynote, which oh, yeah. was, you know, the epitome of being human. Yeah. And so I, as I've been saying all over Facebook, um, or all over social media. I just booked my first keynote. And now I have to go plan my very first keynote after watching what was probably the best keynote I've ever attended. It was a great keynote. It was so good. I mean, it literally ended with fireworks. Like I I can't, yeah, Yeah, it
1: was, it was fantastic. And especially after like, I did my first um, chat bot session at this um, conference, knowing that it's going to be a thing. It's, Mm -hmm. It's something I need to start thinking about, but bringing it all back to the fact that it's all about leading to human to human interaction. Like the purpose of a chat bot is to get you to edit down what you want so that a human can eventually help you, which, you know, is, I think is great. Um, and it saves our time. If Facebook is going to be more and more about person-to-person interaction, then we need those bots to help us because we can't spend all day answering questions on Facebook. Mm. You know, like, that's why I was like, okay, this can be a tool. Right now, you know, I go through ups and downs with clients, depending upon the moon and what time of year it is and that kind of thing. Mercury
0: Mercury retrograde. Mercury,
1: it's done. (laughs) Um, If this had been yesterday, this wouldn't be working because of
0: Mercury retrograde. Probably not.
1: But, you know, it... It was very interesting to me because like i said i have i kind of pride myself on the personal approach to managing the customer service aspect of of my clients um but if that's going to be more and more of a job having something to help me do it is going to be fantastic so
0: yeah yeah chatbots are fun um they it's a whole different way of thinking about things and yeah I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon with my own chatbot I have one there but it's another it's it's another thing that you have to come up with a completely different strategy for you can't you can't just take your email marketing and plug it into your chatbot you can't just um you know like you can't just recycle all of your other content into a chatbot. It takes a completely different strategy. So uh, it's time consuming. It's time consuming to to do that. And it's another one that people have to decide if it's really worth it.
1: Yeah, and for me, and you know my feelings as I'm on a Facebook Live broadcast, um, I've been hesitant about Facebook Live um, for my clients just because from a control point of view, there is no auction here um, <laughs> from a, from a control point of view, Facebook live is a big question mark. Um, but another theme of the conference was basically let it go. Like just do things. Um, so it's, uh, <laughs> we're getting distracted by um,
0: coaching. Yeah, on. I'm sorry to the people listening on the podcast version of yeah. this because we have to keep dealing with the people looking for some kind of couch auction. Ashanti has said no couch auction here people you're in the wrong place I don't understand how this has happened so thank you for watching if you're still watching you'll be learning (laughs) about social media marketing world but there are no couches
1: um but that whole letting it go thing so I had um I I work with a a local auto dealership and we had a meeting this morning I was like hey what if we did like bi-weekly Facebook lives and we just took seven minutes and you know they're under construction right now so go around and see what's new um do a little tour of a car take a take a test drive so he was keen on that it'll work really well for my local retail client because they have a very personable um um, owner who i'll (laughs) anyway uh owner so i'll be able to say hey are you willing to do this and show the product and as long as i can get him scheduled to a day and that that's the biggest challenge with that he's got the personality; it's just the time so um yeah it's very uh i'm i'm starting to embrace it it only took
0: what two years, Three years? <laughs> yeah i mean clearly facebook live has a lot of potential so yeah we could be doing an auction on facebook we could we we're could be auctioning cool. off a couch we could be auctioning off a couch we're not auctioning off a couch but you know Taking advantage of this opportunity, what actually, what a really interesting idea for a way uh-huh. to a little momentum on whoever's page it is that's trying to do this couch auction and everybody's watching us instead. I almost feel bad that they're watching us instead of the couch that they're trying to buy for $20. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A really cool idea to use it because first of all, using Facebook live gets people on your page and interacting and Facebook pushes that out organically more than any other content you can do. Exactly,
1: and we um, spoon fed this video, video, video thing, which I've been like three years ago was great when not everybody was doing video, but now when you go into the back end and you um, you look at the numbers for video watch. And you see them drop off after like five seconds. You have this great—you get that vanity metric of twenty thousand people watched your video, and then you realize that maybe, maybe fifty of them watched till your call to action at the end, and that's for a yeah. short video. So, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, it's one of those things that I'm like, ah, I'm okay with it, but I know that it's not—it's getting. It's getting the reach. It's not getting the watches. So what's the point? Yeah. Right. Like having the TV on, but not watching it.
0: Well, and that was the whole story that Michael Stelzner, uh went through in his keynote talking yeah. about how they were putting their long form content on Facebook. People yeah. were, they thought they were getting lots because the reach was really good and they were getting lots of views, but Um. When they started looking at their actual metrics, they people were only watching the first few seconds. They weren't watching it. Actually, kind yeah. of made me scared about continuing to do haliblab live. So are people actually watching haliblab past the first I don't yeah. know, minute? But I think they are because it's different. It's it's local content. I'm not here trying to sell something, I'm just here talking to um. I'm just here talking to local businesses, trying to give them a little bit of promotion. And yeah, yeah. so Paula's saying, you know. Yeah, let's Paula, it's the Mercury comments. and retrograde.
1: Grade. <laughs> okay, that's what we're gonna blame it on, okay?
0: Yeah, Mercury <laughs> and retrograde for the company who's trying to auction off a couch. Just yeah. um, not us in case you were wondering. And, and, you know, there's a market for it though. <laughs> yeah. have to off maybe since we have this captive audience here what could we auction off how about a dog do you you have a dog to auction off no
1: (laughs) like my 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 ribbon is better than yours ribbon oh yeah our passes in social media marketing world are they're actually great they're really sturdy they don't fall apart but they give you ribbons so i'm an alumni as is as is uh anita but then they give you these funny little ribbons that you get to kind of pick you know i think our friend tina was troublemaker and that kind of thing so mine is my ribbon is better than yours because it didn't say please don't talk to me
0: yeah i think mine was <laughs> i tweet because they didn't have one that said tweets for twix so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. i didn't keep mine though i i don't keep that stuff because it just it's clutter for me and I'm never going to use it again and I don't yeah. like that stuff. I, just, I, down stuck, the road. I stuck it in my notebook
1: so when I went to grab it too I took a lot of notes girl holy crap
0: no wonder my hand hurt for days afterwards. See that's the thing I didn't take so many notes this year mm-hmm. and you know, on Friday I had a migraine and so it was hard yeah. for me to concentrate not get sick in the aisle and take notes. <laughs> That's how many notes I took. One side. Oh my. Yeah. But, I used yeah. to take that many notes when I would go, but this year I've got maybe five pages of notes because I, I really couldn't take much for notes the second day. Yeah. Uh, so what other what other sessions did you enjoy?
1: I did on the workshop day the first day, I did one on um Disney thinking. So basically, you know, thinking progressively and that kind of thing. And I know again, a really basic thing. But the difference between in a conversation saying no, but versus yes, and so I always joke to my clients, I'm like, I'll say I'm not being negative, but, (laughs) you know, so if it's something that they go uh, that I know we can't do, I try to rein them back in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But the yes, and where you're just like, get as equally excited as the person you're talking to about something. Um, I really liked that and that was, again, more of a soft a soft skills type of thing, um, mm-hmm. but I found it really, really interesting and, I mean, the guy had worked at Disney, so, you know, that's a pretty cool gig. I wouldn't mind that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and I'm just looking at, I was going to do the develop, how to develop a mindset that will allow you to achieve any goal, but my mindset wasn't yet <laughs> <laughs> to <into> that session. <laughs> So I ended up because the had to think differently the Disney way was quite interactive. And it was the first day. And and Paula, I am an introvert too. So it was a lot for me to be a in a room with that many people and then having to talk to them. So knowing that it would probably be that again, I was like, ah shit. Um
0: yeah. So, so Pam I Pam's watching. watching. <laughs> Pam's watching, and she's a legitimate <laughs> watcher.
1: <laughs>
0: so, so I'm gonna answer her question. Her question. Okay. What was the biggest takeaway from social media marketing world and, and well, and to me, how would I incorporate that yeah. into social media day Halifax? So I think we may have already kind of touched on this, but the biggest takeaway from the conference was that everything we're doing, all types of marketing, social media and, and traditional marketing, everything is moving towards being more human. Yeah. And Mark uh, Schaefer, the closing keynote, If you want to read about more what he's talking about, first of all, he's got a new book that just came out called Marketing Rebellion that I tried to buy. It didn't work and I haven't gotten around to buying it again. So it's on my Kindle of the
1: books I bought. That was one of them on my Kindle.
0: Yeah. Marketing Rebellion by Mark Schaefer. Definitely read that because it talks about how we're moving away from being told to. um, Gathering. It's more, it's more about listening yeah. and conversations. About, I
1: think that the power of the consumer, mm-hmm. right? they, they talked about the three rebellions, you know, as, as media has grown, the consumer has demanded no more lies. And they yeah. demanded. you know, I forget what the second one was, but basically when you think of old time marketing, when they would basically sell you, you know, cigarettes as a health product, the scientists knew. It wasn't a health product, but you could do that. And now the consumer is far more savvy than the marketer. So you're looking at the consumer as the marketer, which is really something. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's so true. There is no really hard divide between the people selling and the people buying anymore.
0: And and I think the thing we heard was... I forget who specifically said it. Maybe it was Mark Schaefer himself, but somebody said outright, if you're doing things to your clients and customers that you don't like, mm-hmm. then stop doing them. Just uh-huh. nobody says you have to follow any specific formula anymore. No, no. You know, find what works for you and keep doing it. And just, if you don't like sending, you know, three emails a day, then don't send don't three do it
1: a day. No. And I mean, yeah, you, you can find your own <laughs> niche. <laughs> Sorry, my drinking, my drinking game. I wasn't actually drinking. Um, at the, uh, at the conference was Americans tend to say niche instead oh, of. Yeah. Niche. And I was one day it was like eight times. I was like, I would have been thoroughly sauced by the end of this day. But so
0: I was like, do they say kitsch instead of quiche what's going on anyway and template template was the one that i picked it yes picked template instead of template which was yeah so corinne is asking does being more human on social media suggest more of a personal brand for businesses rather than a business brand i think you need both yeah i think it depends like coca-cola if you're coca-cola you're one of the biggest brands in the world or apple or google or whatever Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have the CEO is going to have a brand, but the company has to have its own brand too. Yes. And I think what it's about is just, I guess, kind of trying to make Coca-Cola seem like a person mm-hmm. and and talk to people as people rather than just look at everybody as the next customer who's going to throw money at your face.
1: Exactly, and tell you about that. There's no brand loyalty anymore. So, you know, people aren't uh, ivory soap users until the day they die, you know, I buy it if it's on sale or, you know, you buy the soap of the person who, you buy it from at the farmer's market because you know them, that sort of thing. So are you buying from a corporation or are you buying from a person? So it's difficult. I have one client that's a larger corporate client and trying to get our heads around that, but it can be done. It's just a way of making it work. You know, it it definitely takes some thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. some strategizing of not just, and I'm guilty of that too with some clients that have fantastic um, company personalities. And I do um, mostly, you know, products. And I'm like, I need to stop doing that. I need to focus Mm -hmm. on the people because the people are the ones that you see when you walk in the store you see the pretty, pretty diamonds too, but you see the, <laughs> so yeah, so i had a lot of food for thought leaving mm-hmm. social media marketing world. Like I was like, okay, this is kind of a watershed moment for how I'm mm-hmm. doing things.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it just reinforced that I need to I need to put my own face on things more often. I mean, I am twerp. I am the brand. Yeah, me too. So I need to have two separate brands, really. Yeah. Um, so it's got me thinking about how I can put my own face and my actual physical voice into things more. Mm-hmm. You know, I do these weekly lives and I do the occasional video and webinar and so on, but I think I need to do more.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I have a fairly... I do a lot as Michelle McCann. So on social media, but as bold and italic, I don't do nearly as much. And I, Mm -hmm. I always kind of blame that on the fact that, you know, Instagram, you've got five accounts on your phone while bold and italic is never on that list because it's, you know, I don't pay me to post on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, so making, making Bold Metallic a priority. Even yesterday, I was involved in a local event and I purposefully went on. And I'm like, okay, I need to share things from that event. A, because it's part of another organization that I work with and B, because, okay, you can self-promote and not, you know, lose your voice. So I think I've struggled with that for six years of what the voice of Bold Natalica is versus well, mm-hmm. and they are the same. And it's just, acknowledging the fact that people are okay with that yeah you know it's if you meet me i'm fair i am
0: what i am i say what i say so i'm good uh, do, you, do you eat me spinach i, <laughs> I am what i am it sounds like i, I said <laughs> just what i is i don't know <laughs> Yeah, and I've waffled back and forth from like on on um, Instagram, I have two accounts, I have a personal account and a business account. And just because of time and physical capabilities of my phone, I often I haven't, I haven't posted to my personal account in a long time. I just I don't. And now I'm re I did that because I felt at the time I needed to separate the accounts and have one that was business focused for people that knew me in a business world, but didn't really care about, you know, my cats and my vacations and my daughter playing basketball and that kind of stuff. And now I'm rethinking that now I'm wanting to reintegrate that personal stuff into my business account. So that other account, just, it's not a priority and it just sits there. But,
1: and that's, and I've been the opposite, but then, you know, I go to an event and of course being in a small town too, Mm -hmm. is, people know me as me because I went to the event that we had yesterday, um, Women of Truro Uncensored. So it was fun. local business women just basically talking the truth about what it's like to own a business and the ups and downs of it. And, um, you know, at least three people commented on the pictures I took of being California. Uh, A couple more commented on my dog, Roxy, because she is the star of my Instagram now. And I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to make her a, a, um,
0: an officer in my business. <laughs> she needs her own Twitter account or her own Instagram account. She
1: does, but again, there's only five and you know what I'm saying? I, I, need, I need the traffic for myself. Um, but yeah, so me as Michelle and me as Bold Natalic have again, work-life integration. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same thing. So it's, I think, pulling away from hiding behind my brand and just being it yeah really it's like just
0: do it did you so back to social media marketing world did you come across any new um tools that you were looking into that you wanted to share with people Um, i i'm trying to think there was i I don't have my notes beside me actually maybe i do i think like we have had
1: the conversation that i need to look more into the whole chat bot thing So I think that was where I kind of made look, literally looking at the notes and like, what does it say? But not really. Like, I think I'm like, even I went to a session, um, one of Sue B's, Sue Zimmerman's uh, sessions on Instagram. So it was about Instagram stories and just more for inspiration Mm. as I tend to not plan stories. And now I have plans for stories um, for clients, but you know, when she was talking about tools, there were tools I already use. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know, that makes me feel better. That's <laughs> that, that the Instagram queen is saying things I already
0: know. So I think it was just the technical stuff behind. Mm-hmm. So at least, at least there's one network where we're maybe on top of all the programs that we could use.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah. I think because they're limited, honestly. Yeah with instagram you have what's the one i use isn't that horrible i'm so bad at remembering things um unfold is the one (laughs) you can use pretty fonts and that kind of thing but she also said that there's plans for instagram to introduce more fonts and more design options for stories which is great because that's my problem is i get sick of those fonts and i want to do something different Mm -hmm. um between reposting and making your stories pretty there's really nothing else you can do. Right. So at least now we'll see. Yeah.
0: It is pretty limited, but I think that's, however, (laughs) Instagram seems to be the one that's changing the most and the fastest and the most frequently in the last while. So my
1: dream is that we'll have a business manager for Instagram or not a business manager, like a pages manager. Yeah. We can manage every, like, I get that they're trying to stem. There's a lot of spam accounts, you know, there's a lot of busty Russian women on Instagram, um, but. And Facebook Live. And Facebook Live, yeah, apparently. But it's, um, it, it's limiting for us. Like I manage more than five Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. Part of my business. I have one client that has three right so it's you know it i i can't give due diligence to everybody if i don't have them right at my fingers even if they're on a secondary device which they are they're on my old iphone but i don't carry my old iphone everywhere i go Mm -hmm. i always have my phone with
0: me so it's you know it is what it is yeah yeah, I there was a couple of video tools I think that uh, Jeff C mentioned in his session, but mm-hmm. I don't have my notes right here. I can't remember, can't remember what they were called. But um, pretty much all the tools I heard about were the tools that I've been hearing about for a long time, and even the ones yeah. that are in the other um, down in the networking area, in the trade show area. Most of those tools I was familiar with already. There was one new one that I'm going to check out called Cloud Campaign, which is a social media scheduling tool, and it will work really well with franchises. And I have a franchise client that has over 100 separate Facebook pages that I need to manage. So um, tools to manage that level of social media are few and far between, honestly, at at a decent price level.
1: And in my opinion, if Facebook is going to offer that, let it be easy to manage. Like, that's Mm -hmm. where I get frustrated. I'm just, you know, there are days when I joke to Anita that during social media day Halifax, they should have a therapy session where we just all go in a room and yell about Facebook for an hour. (laughs) We won't feel better, but we might feel united, you know, that they just don't. I... I know we're small beans in comparison to large corporations and that sort of thing, but how do they make their money? They make their money on advertising. Who advertises businesses i am willing I would be willing to pay an annual membership to be able to better manage my Facebook properties. you know, even as simple as notifications. We were talking about that that notifications are like mine have been mine have been screwed up. yeah. For months, that it'll say I have 10 notifications. I go in and I have two. I'm like, at least it's not saying I have two and I have 10. Mm. But that's one of those things where, you know, and now it, it tells you that somebody wants more information on a post. And all they've done is comment on the post. Like, let's calm down. <laughs>
0: so, like, they just said, nice. Doesn't mean mm. they want
1: more information.
0: So the one I don't understand the notification I have really never understood is needing to send you a notification every time somebody likes your page.
1: Mm. I've turned all of those off.
0: Yeah, I turn those off too. I like I just I understand if you're a very small business and you want to ha- you want to go thank everybody who likes your page, but I don't even recommend that because that's just noise really.
1: It really is, especially now when Facebook is all about, you know,
0: meaningful
1: interaction. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, they've they've given the option now that if you make a comment on a post, you can automatically send it to the company as a direct message, which is great because that's pushing people towards that one-on-one contact. That being said, if they post the comment and then send you a direct message, suddenly you have to do it twice because you don't want mm-hmm. to or one or the other because this one's public but this one may be where they're expecting an answer and i'm just like mm-hmm. just double yes i'm cutting and pasting but you just doubled my work facebook you mm-hmm. know
0: it's i don't know it's very but then if you get too many of those and you're cutting and pasting the same answer over and over and over then, and then, you then get- it gets mad at you then <laughs> facebook suspends you i've had that happen where i've had to go through uh, you know, 20 comments in a row, and I, it's more than 20 that you have to do. But I remember getting suspended about two years ago, and all I was doing was answering questions, and it happened to be the same question 20 times on a post because that's how people—they yeah. don't, oh yeah, read. they don't read. So, and then Facebook suspended me, and I had to appeal that. Now, since I appealed it, I have not had a problem. So I think they somehow flag your account when you, if you have a reasonable explanation, but yeah, you know, things like that make it really hard to, to work with. But really do. Let's, let's change this to being something positive. So what can we tell people they need to do on their Facebook to improve things? We've already talked Word. about being human. We, we want you to be human. We want to see your face. We want to hear your voice. We want to see you on video. But what else can they do to, because Facebook wants engagement. They want people to stay on the feed and talking and engaging. They don't want people scrolling constantly and they don't want people leaving to go to YouTube or to go to Twitter or to go to your website. So anything they do not own. Exactly. They don't want you going anywhere they don't own. That's, I mean, and it makes sense. That's how they make their money is by keeping you on the platform and keeping you engaged. And the more they can engage you, the longer you'll stay there and scrolling is not engaging. So what do we do to stop the scroll? What do we do to stop the scroll? I think it's, <laughs> do you know this answer, Anita?
1: Are you just putting me on the spot? Well, No, I was hoping you'd know this answer. <laughs> I think honestly it's trying new things, which, you know, you getting out of the comfort zone aspect. Um, but if you can, putting a little bit of a personal face on your business, if you're comfortable mm-hmm. with that. Was it Mari who pointed out that she has a client who does Facebook Live or she knows somebody who does Facebook Live who never shows her face on the Facebook Live because she's dead yep. camera shy. Mm-hmm. So there are ways of adding a personal touch without having to
0: show your face. Um, yeah, so the client Mari was talking about was, a Bitcoin or an investing yeah like one of those things that none of us know about <laughs> yeah. and instead of having her face on video she goes on live I think she said three times a day she this person goes is, live on Facebook which is you know ridiculous. I'm not to, to any of my clients but she goes live three times a day to talk about uh, cryptocurrency and investing and instead of showing her face she does screen shares yeah and then talks.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, if you look at it like a, like a visual podcast, you know, we listen to people just talking all the time. So yeah. it works for her. I think it's, you know, it's kind of back to being the wild west of social media again. It's people are, are trying to do with anything to get noticed. Um, don't go crazy. But, have some have you know, have some fun with it, I guess. Mm and show your personality. I think that we get caught in the, you know, I know I get caught in the worried about what people will comment about and that kind of thing. I just have to let that go. And if people don't like something, then they don't like it. Um, Not focusing so much on numbers anymore. I mean, basically everything is a vanity metric now. Yeah. And We can't trust what the reach numbers are really. We learned that last year.
0: Um, The number of people who like your page, is just the number. Um, yeah, because it's not the number of people that are going to see your post.
1: Exactly, right? So it's it's basically yeah, just I think it's just be yourself, which mm-hmm. is hard sometimes. Especially if you have multiple clients and you're
0: like, which me am I? I know. Do you find that do you find that some of your client like is it just always your voice or do you actually put on a different voice for different clients?
1: I I know people who know posts that I write. Who, if I brought on a new client, they'll be like, "Oh, you started working with them because they can pick out my voice." Hmm. Try, I try. Um, it's my my only child. Imagination comes out, and I'm like, you know, I I do try um, to have a different voice, but that can be exhausting, you know, to try and be like, okay, this this this, and you yeah. kind of fall into the you know, the five W's and then you go on with your life. So I, I have ups and downs with that, but my, my older clients, like my longing, run, longer running clients where I have comfortably found my voice with them, I think it, yeah, there, you know, it, it, it is what it
0: is, but yeah. it is it I is. think that's my
1: drinking breaks today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, um, I think we develop a general social media voice, and I, I, I'm not suggesting that's a good thing.
1: No, but it's it's like a radio voice.
0: It is. There's yeah. There's a general acceptable social media voice that's a little bit witty, a little bit sarcastic, mm-hmm. um, tries to be funny but still somewhat professional. Mm-hmm. And
1: um, I find the humor more when I'm responding to people.
0: hmm.
1: You know, if somebody makes a funny comment and I can be funny back, then mm-hmm. I have a good day. Um, But being funny from the start can be
0: difficult. Mm-hmm. I act better than I, I think. <laughs> yeah. All right, so it's it's time to wrap up. And added, much- my goodness, I know. I said, I there's no that. way that we do a half an hour. No <laughs> way. Uh, I always ask my guests at the end of the show, what is, if you were to talk to somebody who is brand new in business and they were getting into social media, what's the one big tip that you would give them?
1: For me, it would be, don't feel like you need to be everywhere. I think that's the key is especially now people are like, Oh, I need to be, I need to be on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. blah, blah, blah. Um, Figure out where your people are. Uh, you know, if you have a younger demographic, maybe you don't go on Facebook or, or you don't put as much energy into it. Um, but don't look at it as something that needs to be completed and then moved on. It's something that's going to become part of your daily, weekly life and business is not going away. You know, we're 12 years into, I am gonna say I have my 12th anniversary on Facebook in February. So it's sticking around in some form. It will be here. It might not look the same, but it's something that is now part of who we are. So I think and, and just don't ignore it. I think that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. There, and they're talking about you.
0: Don't ignore it. But yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. And on that note, Hello Lab is over for the season. Oh, we just yeah. have a cliffhanger. What's the cliffhanger? <laughs> the cliffhanger. Hmm. Will there be a couch auction? <laughs> <laughs> be tuned in September to find out whether or not the spammers get their couch auction <laughs> and how much they actually pay for it. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me today to uh, give a quick recap on social media marketing world and talk about some of the trends that we saw. And uh, thanks for helping me close out my season episode. I think it's 27. We're on 27 episodes in the can. For those who uh, were watching live and laughing along with the spammers with us. Thanks for coming up with those spammers. Thanks for commenting and engaging with us. If you're catching this on the podcast, You really need to come watch it live someday to see what goes on on the page. But I love you for watching this on the podcast too. I will be back in September. If you're interested in having your business featured on Haliblab next season, please get in touch with me at twerp communications on any of the networks or info at twerp.ca. That's T-W-I-R-P and I will see you after a good long summer vacation. Stay social, Halifax. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Haliblab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode and while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halib Lab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.